No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I'd like to talk about an upcoming piece about the chaos and violence and shooting in Chicago that happened over the weekend, April 15th, 2023, and the philosophies and policies and ignorance that led to hundreds of of teenagers swamping Michigan Avenue, the main thoroughfare in downtown Chicago, trying to storm the Art Institute of Chicago and attacking people coming out of Millennium Park, tourists and residents alike. This cannot stand. And the response by the new mayor, Brandon Johnson, is beyond shameful. It's pathetic. So be looking for that. The piece is titled, The Whole World is Watching. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Joining us from the northern part of Florida, almost into Georgia, if you will, we've got Frank Salvato from Underground USA. Mr. Captain. Good morning, Mr. Frank. And I hope the weather is as nice up there as it is down here. Thank you very much. It's getting there. We're, you know, we're going to be in the 70s and the 80s later this week. So it's uh, Florida is here. Yeah, we got a little bit of cooler weather here for today and tomorrow, I think. And then it warms up again. Well, we start this morning, Monday morning, with one hell of a weekend, shooting it up, as they say, around the countryside. We had a, uh, a mess uh, late last night, just before I went on the air in Biloxi, Mississippi where several people were shot, including a Biloxi police officer. Uh, he is okay. Uh, don't know the extent of his injuries. I haven't had a, a chance to get any update on the report. We also had that shooting in Alabama that killed a group of people and uh, took out a Alabama football scar as well, which is a horrible shame. And then in Chicago, one of the strangest things I think I've heard about yet about a thousand kids ran wild in downtown Chicago, busted windows, stole stuff, the looting deal and all that, and then terrorized some of the terrorists that were terrorists, some of the tourists that were coming back and forth uh, to their hotels downtown uh, by attacking the buses they were riding in. Or if they were stupid enough to walk, they hit them up while they were walking. But my God in heaven, you talk about losing control. This is what happens when you don't support your law enforcement in Chicago, that's for sure. The new mayor, Brandon Johnson, is uh, is cut out of almost the same cloth as Lori Lightfoot. So you're going to see this stuff happen in the streets of Chicago. The police department tried to respond as best it could. It, it mobilized SWAT and got people down there as fast as they could to help uh, help protect the tourists that were down there. And actually, people who actually live in the city who are just happened to be downtown. This is coordinated on social media. So you've got to wonder about the failure there to be to be looking at social media and gleaning any kind of intelligence 
Uh, I know that every major city has an intelligence division that looks at social media. It's a failure to, to be able to see this coordination of this many people to show up down at Millennium Park, which is right on Michigan Avenue. So right. there were a bunch of shootings that happened there, too, I believe, in three different incidents, but on the same crowd. And when you look at Biloxi and you look at Alabama, the same kind of mentality is present. So the media likes to call them mass shootings as if they were some kind of organic incident. But this really stems from an attitude that is prevalent amongst the youth here in the United States. And I'm going to say something that's going to raise some eyebrows, but it's more prevalent amongst the black youth. Yeah. And this is just what the statistics prove. It's not me being racist. It's not me being controversial. The statistics bear this out, and it's been this way for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So we have to start looking at why the people are pulling the trigger and not the fact that there's guns on the street. The gun, you know, there are more responsible gun owners in the United States than there are people who do this kind of garbage. And that's just a fact. Well, the new Chicago mayor has come out and warned against, and get this, vilifying the chaotic teen takeover that terrorized his city. This is the kind of mentality that promotes exactly what happened. When you tell people who go and just literally have a micro-riot and accost people and there's no repercussions for it, you're promoting it. So the new mayor is a moron. I don't think there was any doubt about that one. All right, hold that thought. Hold, hold that thought, Mr. Frank. Folks, we'll be right back with more on Frank Silvato 2. Right after these messages, don't go nowhere. I shall return. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You're in the right spot for tomorrow's news tonight and breaking news as it happens with retired New York Fire Rescue Captain and World Trade Center attack survivor Matt Bruce right here on the Captain's America Third Watch. All righty, and this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Moss Family Automotive. Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. Check them out. And don't forget to tell them. The captain sent you. All right, back to Frank Silvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, it appears that despite working in information technology, 
within an intelligence wing of the Air Force, the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, Jack Texera, would not have legally had access to the classified information he's accused of leaking on a Discord server. But we think we know how he got it and whether or not it was intentional or unintentional or accidental. We don't know that yet. It seems that there was a U.S. Navy chief petty officer that he was friends with that uh, was able to help him get some of this information. And uh, I don't know where this is going to go, but it sounds like there were two of them working together. Could be wrong, but that's what it sounds like. Well, working together or just being stupid together, one of the two. But this, you know, going up the chain of command, heads have to roll on this. If you can have two individuals at their rank that can access information that can throw a wrench into global security uh, in in the midst of a conflict, then your safety protocols on how you're handling top secret information are not good enough. The commander. He's got to be held on the carpet. His commander has to be held on the carpet. And anybody in that chain of custody for that information has to be held and and brought to accountability. Mm -hmm. You cannot have this. When when information can come out on a Discord server with a kid who's trying to impress his game-playing buddies, no, no, no. There's information protocols that just were either they were not followed or there was no oversight, or the command was is so inept that, that they shouldn't be in command on this one. All of the above. But, but yeah, this heads have to roll. And quite honestly, um, with the priorities that the Pentagon has in place today, which is really not the, the readiness and the capabilities of a lethal fighting force, but this retarded idea about diversity and equity and inclusion and CRT and everything else that has nothing to do with fighting a war, Austin and Millie should have to go. Mm-hmm. They, they got a free pass for their, for their blunders in Afghanistan, where in, the, in the withdrawal of Afghanistan. And now this, they, they both have to go. Mm-hmm. They both, if they had any honor at all, they should resign. Yep. Now, it's fair to say that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy today at the New York Stock Exchange is giving a speech where he's going to lay out the conditions that Republicans want Democrats to agree to in exchange for movement on the debt ceiling. I would much rather have had him for this whole run up to this moment starting to inoculate the public to what's going to be the argument by the Democrats that Republicans are shutting government down. We should have been getting that narrative taken care of so that when the Democrats started saying it, we could say, see, we told you they were going to say this instead of being responsible with your money. We should have been laying the seeds for that aha gotcha moment. And we shouldn't raise the debt ceiling. We should demand that the federal government spend within its means. There's enough money floating around the executive branch where they can rob Peter to pay Paul to get going to the next year. Make them feel the pain. But once again, and we talked about this when when the the subject first came on the radar. I said, it's all going to come down to Republicans are shutting down the government. 
Republicans are holding the are holding government hostage. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep checks from senior citizens, and and veterans won't get paid. The Republicans are doing this. They should have been out there in front the whole time, saying, you know, these uh, they're irresponsible with your money. They're threatening the checks that the that the seniors get because they spend all the money before they pay their debts to the seniors. Mm-hmm before they pay their debts to the military. There's no money because they keep spending it on pet projects and giving it to their cronies. If they would have been out in front creating that narrative before this moment, the Democrats couldn't use Republicans are threatening to shut down government. But that's coming. Hmm. Now here's one for you. Democratic-run cities are crumbling by design right in front of our eyes. This is happening as Marxist ideology funded by the liberal globalist billionaire George Soros, is running amok in America. Now, famed America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, is out there, and he today will be in New York City with a congressional committee that's going to be interviewing victims of crimes that have happened in New York City. I don't know where it's going to go, how it's going to work, but obviously there's been some throwback about that already, too. Trying to get the narrative into the media. That's what this is all about, because there's no authority for the federal government or even a congressional committee to go into New York and do anything about it. You've got elected officials there that sadly keep getting elected that don't do anything but allow the, that city to just twirl down the toilet. Same as, uh, is, is true with Chicago, same is true with L.A., same is true with San Francisco and Portland. And these are all places that have George Soros uh, district attorneys that are elected. Now, Soros is spearheading this tip, but there's other big, deep pockets that agree with him and, and help that cause along. Peter Lewis of Progressive Insurance is, is another one in that line. But crime's out of control. Look who they're electing. We just got finished talking about Brandon Johnson in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We knew there was a crime problem there. There was a, Everybody was screaming it from coast to coast because of Lori Lightfoot saying, my God, it's just rampant in the streets. Then they had an election, and only a quarter of the people turned out to vote, and they elected someone just as liberal as Lori Lightfoot, mm-hmm. who hated the police. So look who they elected in New York. They elected their district attorney. They elected Bragg. He ran on an idea that he was going to persecute the next president, and oh, by the way, he wasn't going to be tough on crime. Well, you get the government you elect. Yeah. So the, the victims of crime who are coming out, it seems that nobody wants to turn that ideological corner unless crime happens to them. Then they want to vote for the person who's going to be tough on crime. So either people aren't paying attention, they don't care, or they're just, they're just getting meaner, I guess. I don't know. The whole, the whole Batman-Gotham thing is coming true in New York. Mm-hmm. By the way, can you stand by for another segment? You bet. All right, hold on, folks. We'll be right back with more with Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about China. Then I'm going to get into another uh, little bit of information about China, a couple things you probably have not heard about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When you need to know, the Captain's America Third Watch is the place to go. Overnight, live, 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time on this station. More common sense, conservative talk. Ticketmaster's parent company is going woke. 
They want you to forget about the ridiculous service and convenience fees they charge that nearly double ticket prices. Ticketmaster got caught hacking their competitor to keep customers from getting lower prices. And parent company CEO Michael Rapino laid off workers in droves while raking in millions. It's why Ticketmaster is one of the most hated companies in America. Michael Rapino, Ticketmaster, serve your customers, not woke politicians. For over a century, local radio has evolved with the needs of the community. From politics to pop culture, we keep you informed, bringing you the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text radio to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. All right, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, is uh, with us, stuck around. Thank you very much, Frank. Absolutely, anytime and always. Yep. Now, uh, I want to talk a little bit about China, because while China knows better than to try to start a war, they happen to be sending all these little trial balloons and provoking uh, stuff so that someone might actually touch off a world war. China is uh, definitely not uh, innocent of uh, this stuff, as we well know by seeing the balloons that recently, by the way, were controlled by human beings because they were able to maneuver. They were able to maneuver and take pictures of what they wanted. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that they, uh, that they know better not to start anything. I, I think they see a very, uh, very good opportunity here if things go south over in Ukraine. We've had people at the Pentagon who are who are actually paying attention come out and say, you know, our capabilities, we get worse stretched thin. We cannot really execute a two-theater war at this point and guarantee victory in both. And with the way that we are overextended in Ukraine, especially the armaments that we've sent, and now there's there's reports that there we really do have people over there who are actually getting more involved by the day. Uh, if we have to go into a full-blown proxy war because we're supporting Ukraine to an extent that we probably shouldn't be as involved in, NATO should be leading that. Um, if China decides it wants to take Taiwan, it can and will. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to stop it. Taiwan is, is not prepared for this, and there's overwhelming force coming its way. They're not the only, the only location over in the South Pacific that is that is worried about this either you see japan starting to gear up a little bit for an aggressive china not they're not only they're not only focused on targeting the united states and in the economic sphere that they have the capability to challenge us militarily and they're not afraid to do it they made that clear the very first time they talked to us after biden got in office in the last the, the chinese emissary said you, you, the United States, you don't negotiate for a position of power anymore. A massive insult to, to Blinken. Massive. And we did nothing. And that just confirmed that for them. They're not scared of us anymore, and they don't care. They've been building bases around the world that are U.S.-facing, whether it be on the coast of Africa or in South America. 
They have bases in South America, which pretty much violates the Monroe Doctrine, mm-hmm. and we do nothing about it. They're challenging the U.S. dollar on the world stage to the point where there's five major trading partner countries around the world who are using different currency than the U.S. dollar. They're trying to replace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. Now, granted, that's uh, you know it hasn't always been the case. It was the British pound before World War II. Mm-hmm. But that said, there's no reason we should be ceding that now. The U.S. dollar is still the strongest thing out there. So they're being very aggressive on all fronts, and that's something that our government simply isn't responding to. So if you're not seeing that the powers that be in control in the United States now are in cahoots with this happening, then you're not looking. Mm. Well, a leading House Republican is warning China is going to conduct widespread cyber attacks on American infrastructure when it's decided to invade Taiwan. If uh, Xi Jinping moves on Taiwan, as we think he will, we'll assume he'll launch cyber attacks against the United States as part of the battle. That will make things really interesting. Oh, yeah, and and a lot of it will be cyber attacks on any of the forces that are within the region so the communications are disrupted. And if he wants to go a step further, there'll, there'll be cyber attacks on, in, on on energy infrastructure on the West Coast and up in Alaska to compromise our, our bases and, and, and the military installations that would respond. They're not stupid. They've planned this out, and we've allowed that to happen. You know, as, as much as we want to pretend that we've hardened everything, we have not. Just look at the balloons. Yeah. Well, the balloons, and then look at the attacks on the electronic stations that were happening from indigenous groups here in the United States. Mm-hmm. You want you want to take out the power grid? It's they're absolutely capable of doing that. So, what have we done to harden our assets here in the United States so that we remove those threats from a foreign power? Well, we keep spending billions and trillions on infrastructure, but we don't seem to be doing anything for infrastructure. That last infrastructure bill was a joke. It did literally nothing to do anything for infrastructure but line the pockets of people who made sure Biden got into office. We haven't upgraded our rail system. We see that because of all the derailments that are happening. We haven't hardened our our electricity grids. We We haven't created redundancies for energy. We just keep moving into renewable energy that if the weather doesn't cooperate, you get nothing. So that technology isn't ready for prime time, but we've got idiots like John Kerry saying, no, nah, we're just going to keep moving towards it because, well, it's not ready, but we're just going to do it because too many of my friends are making money with this climate sham, so we might as well keep moving towards it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not taking care of the country. Mm-hmm. So if China decides that they want to move, they could cripple our ele- our electricity, they can cripple our water, they can cripple our communications, and they have plans to do it. I think we need to get our ducks in a, in a row here pretty quick or else. And speaking of ducks in a row, maybe we can use King Charles to borrow some money when we need it. Did you hear about his net worth? 
Yeah, he's, he's got, what, $720 million, something like that? $750 million is his net worth. Now, understand, that's just Charles. Yeah. The the royal family, they all have their, their stipends from the government they get over there, and they all have riches from the past that have been handed down. Yep. So that's just Charles. That's, that's not any of his kids. That's not any of his extended relatives that all have castles and titles and everything else. So, when, you know, when he talks about being benevolent and wanting to make sure the world is secured and everything else, you know, why don't you divest a little bit of his stuff into helping the poor over in the U.K.? So we're hearing from Asia Hutchinson, who is uh, running for president, that the national red flag laws on guns are not the solution. Boy, a little late to the party, huh, Asa? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Frank, we will talk on Friday. Can't wait, can't wait. Say hello, my friend. Thank you very much, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. UndergroundUSA.com. Stay right there. We'll be right back. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment, subscribe, rate it if your platform lets you, and go on over to UndergroundUSA.com to sign up for the Substack, which comes straight to you, circumventing the censors. It is independent journalism, and that's where real news happens. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.